Hello and welcome to episode two of the Post Survivor podcast. My name is Kelly and I'm going to be your host on uh, this really incredible story um, about a polar explorer who got himself into some really deep shit. <laughs> so, um, the, the whole point of this particular episode is maybe you have made a decision and we'll say some massive negative consequences followed from this particular decision. How you handle yourself and how you handle um, each stage of the impending crisis um, is the difference between getting yourself out of the hole and just digging it deeper. So this guy Shackleton, he gets himself into this crazy situation in the South Pole. And um, the way that he handles himself and his crew and every new stage of the process is this incredible case study in how to handle yourself when um, you're just so deep that you don't know how you're going to dig yourself out. I mean, this guy got into some really big trouble. Um, so when you've made a decision and you find yourself in this tough place, the first thing that you're going to be tempted to do is um, doubt yourself, um, regret, rumination, uh, preoccupation. It's like, you know, you're sort of focused on this point where you made this decision. Like, how could I do that? Like, why did I do that? Oh my God, that was such a bad decision. Um, but if you kind of, you know, focus on what you did, then you're actually looking at the past and you're not going to be able to move forward. So I love this guy's story because it's like a step-by-step um, it's like an instructional, instructional manual on um, how to get yourself out of this hole. So Ernest Shackleton, um, he's an Irish polar explorer. Um, and his story really starts with um, a previous expedition that he was on with this British explorer um, by the name of Robert Falcon Scott. And so um, Shackleton's like the third man in charge on this expedition where Scott is heading it up. Um, and he actually gets kicked off the expedition, uh, supposedly for health reasons. Um, we don't really know. There's kind of varying accounts. Like Scott says it was health reasons. Shackleton is like, no, that guy hated me. He was jealous. He just wanted to get rid of me. Either way... Shackleton gets kicked off, and uh, it's kind of a big failure for him. You know, he doesn't get to complete the mission. There's questions about his competency, you know, whether he was up for the challenge. Um, so this is a guy who's got something to prove. Okay, so fast forward to um, this mission where he, uh, he gets some men together. He gets his own ship. The name of the ship is the Endurance, uh, which turns out to be a pretty prescient uh, name for the challenge that lies ahead. 
Um, so, so he gets uh, he gets this ship. It's equipped. They set sail, um, and uh, one of their first kind of docking stations, um, he gets some advice from some local whalers, and they're like, uh, "Oh, so hey, dude, um, you know, pack ice this year is incredibly thick." We've never seen anything like this. Uh, you probably should not proceed. But now remember, Shackleton's got something to prove. So is he going to, you know, call it all off? He's gotten this far. He's got everything ready. Everybody, you know, is like raring to go. So he's not going to listen to this advice. Um, so he proceeds. And uh, the whalers are like, okay, good luck. <laughs> um, uh, we don't think we're ever going to see you again. <laughs> so uh, a couple months go by, and then what do you think happens? So they get stuck. Um, the pack ice is just surrounding them, and they're basically frozen in place. So first thing they do is they wait it out. You know, Shackleton's thinking, okay, um, maybe when it gets warmer, the ice is going to um, melt, you know, maybe like a path will open up and we'll be able to proceed. So that's the opposite of what happens. Um, the ice does not melt. It actually starts to uh, press against the ship's hull. So it's actually crushing the ship um, slowly over time. So he has to make a decision like, okay, we don't have a ship. Like how, how the hell are we going to get home? Um, so eventually they actually have to abandon the sinking ship and they make camp on an ice flow and they end up just floating for months, hoping that they're just going to float into some land and you can't navigate this thing. Like, you can't steer the ice flow, so you are at the mercy of a piece of ice and wherever this thing wants to go. <laughs> um, so the flow starts breaking apart, and at that point, um, they have to get in lifeboats. So these things are, like, rickety. They're not meant to be, you know, uh, sailing in open water, but this is all they can do. This is their only hope. So at that point, they get everything, and they put it on these lifeboats. And um, they're very lucky, and they eventually land on Elephant Island. But, like, Elephant Island is, like, nowhere. Um, it's not on a shipping route. Uh, they're basically never getting rescued if they hang out here. So what he does is he leaves uh, most of his men behind, he takes a couple of guys, and they all get into one lifeboat. They kind of outfit it, and uh, like, uh, you know, a carpenter comes in, and he builds up the sides, and, you know, he tries to make it a little more seaworthy. Um, so they get into this boat, and this they can navigate. And they end up um, getting to this whaling station. They actually manage to, to make it to this station. Um, but then they have to wait out a hurricane and I'm like, a hurricane? I didn't even know that like this part of the world had hurricanes, but why not? You know? Um, so now we're going to deal with a hurricane at any second. They could be dashed into the rocks of the island, but 
for some miraculous reason, they're not. They finally land, um, but when they land, they're on the opposite side of where um, civilization is, where they can get help. There's nobody on this side of the island. So now they've got to hike over this island, and it's like the equivalent of hiking over a glacier, which is incredibly dangerous, insanely risky. So they end up taking screws and they screw them into the bottom of their boots to kind of help them get some traction on the ice. They've got 50 feet of rope and like a, a carpenter's tool. So these guys um, end up making it across the island and um, they're able to mount a rescue and um, he eventually is able to pick up all of the men who he left behind. Wow. Okay. Um, so at any point during this mission, um, you know, the whole team could have been lost. There are so many different points where if he had made a different decision, if he had done one thing differently, um, if the weather had turned, you know, all hope could have been lost and they all could have died, but they didn't. So I look at this situation and I'm like, this guy has a lot to teach us about how to handle the worst kind of crises that you could find yourself in. Um, so I'm just going to break this down, what I learned from his story, because um, I'm amazed, number one. And number two, um, I have found myself, you know, in a pickle or two. And, you know, I'm kind of looking at some parallels. And it's like, I see when I was successful, I was following the same basic process that Shackleton is following here. Um, so let's just get to it. Number one. Um, you don't see this guy hanging out, um, you know, like, oh my God, why did I not listen to the whalers? You know, the, it's like the first thing you do, the, the first temptation that comes to you when you find yourself in one of these insane situations is to look back at the decision that you made. You know, like, he was warned, um, probably don't do this. And he did. And not only that, but he knew that he pushed forward because he had something to prove. And if he hadn't been so vain, and if he hadn't needed to get this win so badly, he might have made a different decision. So all of that can just come together to, to tempt you to just hyper-focus on the bad decision that you made, or the decision that you made under pressure, or what have you. But, you know, if he had been questioning himself and just full of doubt and regret and focusing on the past, he wouldn't have been able to act decisively and make all these good decisions that he had to make over and over and over again. Um, so he doesn't focus on the past. You know, you don't see him like running around the ice flow, like, guys, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I'm <laughs> Like, I made a bad choice. You know, he doesn't do that. 
Um, there's a lot of, uh, there are a lot of stories and memoirs and, and reports of this time. And by all accounts, you know, he stayed calm. He stayed in control. Um, he was the kind of guy who picked his crew members because they had um, other qualities besides just being a carpenter, just being a sailor or a doctor. Like he chose one guy just because he played the banjo. And he knew um, morale is incredibly important and entertainment is important. Um, so, you know, he wasn't a guy to kind of sit around and ruminate on his really shitty choice. Like he moved forward, he kept a good attitude, um, and he just kept like day by day, as soon as something cropped up, you know, he handled it in the moment. Um, so next, um, he actually tries to stay in the boat as long as possible. So when he get he finds himself stuck, um, he's surrounded by all this pack ice. He doesn't just immediately jump out of the boat and be like, let's pack it in and try to go home. He tries to stay in the boat um, and see if the ice is going to um, melt and allow them to proceed. So if you find yourself in a really difficult position, let's say it's a job. You know, you don't want to jump out at the first sign that you have been blocked on all sides, because sometimes you can land in an even tougher spot if you move too quickly. So he's, he's you know, surveying the landscape. He's giving it a little time. You know, maybe we'll be able to stay in this boat and maybe we'll be able to proceed. Um, that doesn't happen. So when he can't stay, um, you know, they don't just leave the boat and then start hiking. They get all the supplies out. You know, they get their provisions. They get what they need. They don't leave anything behind that could be of value to them. Um, it's kind of like, you know, if your living situation has become really untenable and you're having a lot of problems with where you are, um, some really good advice is to, you know, um, start saving money, um, develop connections, find that new place if you can before leaving the old situation. Because um, sometimes, you know, uh, if you quit a job, you know, for example, um, and you don't have something else lined up, you can find yourself um, in an even tougher spot than you were before. So if possible, get what you need from the previous situation, get something new lined up, and then you can move into the new. Sometimes that's not possible, but if you can, do that. Um, and then this next point, I love this. So when they have to um, camp on this ice floe, yeah, he names it Camp Patience, you know. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a bad place to be. Uh, like, it's like negative 50 degrees, I don't know, negative 70 degrees. They're in the Arctic, um, and they're not getting out tomorrow. So there's this understanding of um, we might be here a while, so... If I have to be in this tough spot for a while, you know, 
well, why not uh, relax and try to be patient because it's like the more you fight where you are, the tougher you're going to make it on yourself. You know, sometimes you have to be in a place that is deeply uncomfortable, but the next thing or relief or what have you isn't coming for a while. And, um, you know, I found myself in a lot of these situations where I'm waiting for something and it feels, it feels like you just can't do it. You know, it's like, ah. I, I can't be here. Like, I can't do this. But um, I always could because I'm still here and I'm talking to you right now. So his nickname for this camp is just a nod to the truth that, you know, sometimes you find yourself in a really uncomfortable spot. And to the best of your ability, if you don't fight that, you know, maybe find your banjo playing friend, you know, maybe, maybe you make some music, um, uh, find people you can sing with, but um, it's kind of like, you know, accepting what you can change and accepting what you can't change. And if you know you have to be here for a little while, it's just going to help you that much more if you cannot try to hurry yourself out of it, because that's going to produce suffering. Um, next point, I call this flexibility and flow. So he hits a lot of walls, you know, he'll come to a spot. Um, now the ship is stuck in ice. All right. He doesn't know what he's going to do next. He doesn't know what his next decision is. He doesn't have enough information so the way that a crisis will often play out is you only get enough light to get you to the next stepping stone. And while you're on stepping stone B, you don't necessarily know how you're going to get to stepping stone D or E, but you'll get enough information to get you to the next place. And then when you get to the next place, that's when you get information to help you move on to the next place. And that's just how it goes. And you see with this guy and all of the different stages of his journey, you know, he, I don't know that he's really looking into the future. You know, it seems, you know, every time I read his account, um, it's like, it seems like he's just, it's like one step at a time. First, we're on the ship, then we're on an ice floe, then we're in a lifeboat, then we're hiking across a glacier. And when he was in the ship, he had no idea that however many months in the future, he was going to be in a lifeboat. He just didn't have that information. Um, so it's, it's kind of like, you know, the, the more uncomfortable the situation is, the more you want to know how it's going to turn out. Unfortunately, you can't know that. The only thing that you know is where you are now. And the next information, the next piece of information that you're going to get, that's going to help you move to the next stage. 
it's not going to get you to the very end. So you're going to get a little bit of light at a time. The important thing is just to use that light and then to make that move. Um, so you notice, you know, he doesn't stay in one place. Um, he's not just going to stay in the ship until it literally sinks. You know, he doesn't stay on an island where no one's going to see him. He hikes across it. Um, these stages have to play out until there's a resolution. And each stage has a unique challenge. And that challenge is going to require a specific action. So a really important point is, um, you know, when you get to that next place, there's going to be some kind of action required of you. And he just keeps moving. You know, he gets the light, he takes an action. He gets new light, he takes a new action. Okay, next. He seems to have this unshakable belief that he really can do it. He has this um, sense of confidence that he's making the right moves. And he's able to inspire men who um, might otherwise have really fought him. Um, and you can see this in some of his earlier training. One of his um, first missions, um, he uh, was assigned the um, entertainment duty. And so, you know, that position prepared him to really understand how to boost morale and how to keep people occupied. You know, like if you're in a relatively small ship for months at a time out at sea, people can go crazy. So he was prepared to deal with that because he had all of this experience, you know, building morale and planning entertainment from this, this previous mission. So wherever you find yourself, um, you know, I really believe that wherever we are, there have, there have been all of these other activities, all of these other assignments, all of these other situations that we have gone through to prepare us for what we're dealing with right now. You know, I can see now in hindsight, um, there were a lot of different challenges that I faced in living situations or certain jobs. And then um, later on, it's like, okay, um, I know I can handle this because I did whatever, you know, five years ago. Like, okay, I've been here before. I know how to do this. And so I'm prepared. So I just really feel like, you know, every time a challenge comes to me, um, there's something new to learn. There's something new. Usually there's something new to release. There's some new level of freedom that's coming to me. And there's some new level of confidence. See, like, the thing about building confidence and having that kind of unshakable belief in your mission, you actually need challenges to have confidence. Because this is how it works. You watch yourself. You're like the witness to your own life. So you are watching yourself handle the situation that you're in. Each step of the way, you are watching yourself 
do the right things, make the right choices, keep moving. And then when it's over, you have this um, unbelievable like repository of memories of how you handled that. And that is what builds confidence. You know, you can't, um, you can't talk your way into confidence. You can't study your way into confidence. You can't have someone compliment you into confidence. You actually have to watch yourself overcoming challenges. You know, I used to be um, the kind of person who, you know, would really want to lock down her environment. You know, I'd want to, um, it's like a facet of hypervigilance. You know, you want to create this kind of cocoon where nothing can come in and threaten you or nothing can come in that you think you can't handle. But if you have a fear that something is going to come up and you're not going to be able to handle it, guess what? You're going to continue finding yourself in situations where something's coming up and you're going to have to handle it. It's kind of like, um, it's like a cycle that has to complete. So for me, um, you know, maybe it's something small, maybe it's something big, but I, I always had a fear, you know, that that's, there would be some some problem, some challenge, some crisis that was going to happen, and I was not going to be up for the task. And it's like um, these challenges kept coming up, and it's like I would get through it, but, you know, it's like I kind of had my eyes mostly closed through the process, you know, because I'm not really wanting to see it. I'm not wanting to be in the challenge. I don't want to be here. I just want to get out, you know? And so when you go through the challenge like that, you don't end up learning what you need to learn um, because you're not seeing what you need to see. And the thing that you need to see is not the challenge, but you need to be able to see yourself rising to the challenge. And if your eyes are half closed, um, or if you're just trying not to look at what's going on, you're actually not going to be able to see yourself and how capably you are handling this. It's like so often we want to stand at a distance from our lives because it's so deeply uncomfortable. You know, like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> it's like, why do I want to look at that? That's, it's so ugly. You know, I don't want to look at my crisis. <laughs> like, that's not attractive. Um, and I don't think I look very good you know, as I'm handling this. But that's kind of the voice of criticism. You know, that's the voice of someone who's being really hard on herself. You know, every choice that you make um, brings you forward. Every choice that this Shackleton guy made brought him one step closer to rescue. Every time you make a choice, you're that much closer to your final destination. And that's power. You know, so it's like if you can keep your eyes open and if you can actually watch how you're handling this and you can see yourself making these choices, um, you have this picture of a person 
who is very capable, very competent, and can handle this. And then when you come out of it, you have a newfound confidence that, um, you know, maybe I don't have to lock down my environment because that's not going to happen. Uh, it doesn't work, you know. <laughs> it's like going to the grocery store and standing by the bananas and, and trying to will no one else from coming near you to get a banana. Like, you, you can't do that through the power of your concentration. Like you can't stop that person from coming into your space and getting produce, you know. <laughs> it's literally the same thing. You can't stop threats um, or challenges from coming to you. Um, so I guess in closing, you know, um, this guy has a motto and his motto is, and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this correctly, so forgive me, fortitudine vincimus. And it means by endurance, we conquer. And I love that, you know, um, it's going to take some it's going to take some patience. It's going to take endurance to get through, but um, you can do that. You can do that. By endurance, we conquer. You know, it's like just keeping on. You don't have to have superhuman strength. You don't have to have superhuman intelligence. You don't have to have superhuman connections. Um, but you can endure, and um, if you have that perseverance, you will conquer. I mean, this guy started in 1914. I think they set out um, on their mission in 1914, and they didn't pick up the stranded men until 1916, and then Shackleton didn't get home until 1917. So from beginning to end, it was like three years. So, um, you know, it's hard enough, like being in my comfortable apartment um, to like wait for things. But like these are guys who are in the Arctic and uh, just dealing with one crisis after another in the worst possible conditions. And it's like three years, you know, until it's all over. Um, but it just takes time, you know. If this guy can get himself and a bunch of other people out of a hole that deep, um, so can you and so can I. So, um, you know, my, my tried and true method is what I call calm perseverance. You know, whatever you're trying to do, whatever you're uh, pushing through. Um, maybe it's finding a new job. You know, if that's the case, um, you have to say no to that frantic energy. You know, the, the energy that pushes you to, you know, go, 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 gotta, gotta do it, gotta do it. Yeah, say no to that is not your friend. Um, and you just come to your task um, so I wish you power. Um, I wish you perseverance and patience. And um, take a moment to just appreciate how capable you really are. You know, if you got yourself into this situation, 
you have the power to get out of the situation. Um, and I really, I just hope that you can take that time, you know, to open up your eyes and just appreciate how far you've come and, you know, what other challenges you have already um, met and gotten victory over. And um, there's going to be a lot more victories in your future. So may you go in peace and find freedom and enjoy your victory.